All right. Let's see here. All right, all right, all right. Let me turn up the volume here. Yeah. It says here in the Podbean app, Hamble has joined. You're damn right I've joined. Because tonight, you know what we got. Tonight, we have the review of Ghostbusters Afterlight. That's right. Everyone is wondering why I wasn't talking about it. That's because it popped up faster than I thought it, before I knew it. It's funny. Like, I remember watching the trailer and be like, gosh, we got a while before this movie comes out. This is like, it can't get here soon enough. I want I can't, I can't wait to see that. And then as the months go by, as the months went, went on, and movies got postponed even more. I was thinking, man, we're never going to see this movie, right? And then you start to see more and hear a bit more. And it's like, well, you think, are the Ghostbusters even in this movie? You know, and uh, and I, mean, I hope they are. And at, at one point, I'm thinking, you know what? I think we're getting a Ghostbusters Jr. movie. That's what we're getting <laughs> because nothing is leading me to believe uh, that we're going to get the Ghostbusters in this movie. Um, and then eventually, and, then, and and that's what I started to put out. I, I put out, look, uh, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in a movie without Ghostbusters. I want the Ghostbusters in the movie. It's their movie. Like, that's what we needed. That's what we need. And a few people agreed with me online. I think it was Dark Horizons. I was putting that out there. And, uh, boy, I got to tell you, it popped up on, you know, it just, you know, once the Christmas vortex took over, the holiday vortex of, September, I call that September through through December, no, through January even. It's just, it goes fast. It goes so fast. And uh, before I know it, it's it was boom. Here it is. Uh, so I figured, you know what? It's Ghostbusters. I can't, I can't not go to it, with the exception of the 2016 one, where it's like, I just like, I just, no, <laughs> I refuse to go see in that in the theater. Like I'll I'll check it out on at the at the fifty cent bin uh, <laughs> or the the dollar bin at at Redbox. And uh, so I saw it tonight, and uh, I saw it on IMAX because uh, I wanted to see some good ghost busting action on IMAX. Why not? But I went in, I went into this movie knowing, knowing, okay, we're going to have the Ghostbusters in it. So there's that to look forward to. But make no mistake here. It's, it's the Ghostbusters Jr. <laughs> Juniors, I should say. That's what we're going to see. That's what they're showing in the trailers. Um, it's, it's the Ghostbusters kids. Um, not literally, well, in one case, literally, but uh, the movie goes slow. It starts off slow. Um, although the opening has a good hook, after the opening hook, I think, and I, there's going to be spoilers in this review, so just you've been warned, okay? There's spoilers in this review. Um, and after that you could tell it's taken its time and building up the characters and the story which I'm fine with that's cool I actually that's one thing I appreciate um, from the script and the directors that they're taking their time there's some thought put into uh, the production and how, how everything looks the shots are are sometimes stylized so I I, I got that I thought that was nice um, I could tell there was some passion here. Uh, finding the old suits, you know, the, the old farmhouse and 
finding the the suits and everything the uh, egon's uh granddaughter uh finding all the stuff and the hook with egon dying was was pretty heavy you know because we're kind of we know that person we know that character so um him becoming a ghost in the beginning of it was pretty wild so there's i think there's a lot in this movie as a fan you appreciate uh for sure and the connection with these characters is a strong one as the movie goes forward and they kind of stumble into the stuff they you know they find the equipment and uh the ecto-1 eventually you know yeah I, i just felt that it's highly highly nostalgic so they have us with that stuff and they have some new things added to the gadgets like for example the the rays ecto uh, goggles glow in the dark or, or night vision goggles can take a picture in them a polaroid picture which i that's a great idea i really like that i thought that was fantastic and i like the the chair coming out of the ecto-1 that's very real ghostbusters uh stuff there and you know halfway through this movie i'm thinking man i can't wait for the ghostbusters to use this ecto-1 <laughs> you know you know even though i know Aykroyd has gained uh, a couple pounds you know seeing him fly out on that seat would be pretty cool um kind of like a, like a james bond type scenario so i like the gadgets um it's neat how the ghosts come back um from the from the from the trap and um even though the ghosts are you know cg there's something about the ghosts that still ring kind of true to the original ghosts um i'm wondering one of the terror dogs um it's eating dog food or whatever in 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 walmart um shameless plug for walmart in this movie <laughs> and may i say as one someone who has been in walmart uh not by choice but through work uh here and there um that's the most empty walmart i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and where are the people asking for hey where's why can't i find somebody that asks me where things are where i can't find anyone that works here but uh a terror dog in walmart is it is pretty surreal i think because i mean you don't see many movies with walmart in it i mean for whether you like or not don't like walmart it does set the movie in a kind of reality that is very much ours so i'd like that aspect of it in this case even though it's a shameless plug it's still a very strong grounding and there's something kind of interesting about that surreal uh i i want to say something there's something very now about it um and uh it, it kind of it brings the magic back into our current time which i kind of like that in a weird way and it was great seeing the terror dogs again it's some of it seemed practical like they really had it on set but the cg that they used i think that i think it worked pretty well um i think probably cuz they based a lot of it on the movement from the original movie so they had that to go go off of so plus it's such an original concept art and, and idea and design um that holds up uh throughout the years and so they 
you know, they had some new ghosts in this one. Uh, and some of the ghosts were, were pretty cartoony. There's one with the big eyeball that came out. I think it's kind of reminded me. It might have been one that was from the cartoon. I wonder now if that that ghost of the big eye with the one like the Cyclops ghost was one of them from from the cartoon. Kudos if they did that. I think that's excellent. Um, I'm going to have to check. I'm, there's a whole bunch of Easter eggs in this movie. So this movie, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> this movie is like 90% fan service and probably 10% story. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. It, here's the thing. It, I enjoyed it. I like going to see it. I like the anticipation of seeing a movie that's going to give fan service or at least respect the material. Um, and that going and I know we're going to see the Ghostbusters, even though I knew I had a, a big idea, like it's only going to be, they're only going to be in it maybe for uh, five minutes. And I, I, I hate that I was right about that because I'm just going to cut to the chase. Uh, they're only in it for five, five minutes at the end. Now they're, it's there. It's a good five minutes. It's a good five minutes, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's not their story necessarily. And so I felt like they're just, they're in there. They're doing their thing. But you're not as invested because you haven't, it's, it's not their journey in this movie. It's the kid's journey. It's the family's journey. Hell, it's not necessarily even Paul Rudd's journey, (laughs) which I kind of wish Paul Rudd is excellent in this. I, I, you know, he really carries the scenes that he's in. Um, and he's just kind of a, He's kind of a side character. I, I kind of wish they didn't do that. Like, he's kind of the Rick Moranis character in a way. Or I, I thought he was going to be more of a leader in this movie. Um, the way they sell him in, in the trailer is different from... He just kind of eventually comes off buffoonish in this. And the kids are the smart ones. Which it's it's fine, you know it's okay. I, I I'd say the actress that plays uh, uh, Egon's granddaughter, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. I think she does the best she can, given given the script and the dialogue. Um, she she does a bunch of jokes in this one, very dry. She says them very dry. Um, which okay, I just I, I guess I wasn't. I think some of the comedy doesn't quite land for me. Uh, and other times it does a little bit. And I think what it is, and I was right. I was right about this. I called it earlier, is that there's a, there's a shift in tone. Now, the tone isn't quite as heavy as it was alluded to in the trailer, where it just felt very mel- very melodramatic, very drama-like. Um. This definitely does in some spots, um, but the tone isn't, you know, there is some comedy in this, but it's very, sometimes it's very uh, innocent. That's fine. Um, I think there's some unnecessary... Um, I don't know, kind of dirty talk in it <laughs> from the kids that I didn't think what, that they needed. <laughs> there's some, there's some, uh, your mom's being boned by Paul Rudd jokes that the kids are saying, like, I, I don't think that they needed to go there with that, but okay, that's realistic. Sure. Okay. It's realistic, but did they need to say it <laughs> from, I mean, I I don't know. I 
what? Okay. But, um, uh, you know, I went to go see this with, I went to go see this with, with my mom because I went to go see the original Ghostbusters with my mom when I was a kid. So I thought it would be a nice way to bookend <laughs> the whole thing. And she even said that, uh, you know, um, this movie could have used more ghosts, <laughs> different ghosts. And I think, I think she's right. I, they didn't mean more, a variety of more ghosts. Here's the thing, a big spoiler here. Evo, uh, e oh, gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this wrong. Um, Shandor, Evo Shandor, uh, the guy who put it all together, the, the architect, uh, who's in this glass casing, which I thought was an interesting potential. There's all this potential story potential with Evo Shandor, right? And they find the kids find him in the cave, and his body is perfectly preserved, or his corpse is in a glass case. He gets awoken and set free from the ghosts in there, and uh, Gozer comes back, and she wakes him up, brings him back to life, and then he he says, "Okay." We could, I, I built this all for you um, so we can rule and goes or rips him in half and it's it's just like a throwaway it's like she just ripped Evo <laughs> Evo Shandor in half and there's barely, barely any blood and it was just he was like a throwaway character and he's played by um what's his name um, J. Jonah Jameson from the Spider-Man movies. I, I can't think of his name right now, uh, which is very unlike me for not to think of an actor's name. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like, I can't believe they did that. Like, there's so much story potential with that character and he's just get ripped apart, thrown away. And I get it. They want to show you that Gozer's a threat that, you know, you can't mess with with uh, Gozer. Uh, I see the actress that plays her is pretty good. I'd say, you know, because, you know, they had to get a new actress to, to do that. That You know, that's fine. I get it, you know, because you have to keep that character at a, at a certain kind of age level. Um, I thought she was fine. And, I, it, you know, my kudos to her outfit still looking like pretty much did, you know, maybe a little bit sharper and more higher resolution, more detailed than, than the original. But yeah, it was neat bringing them back. Uh, but the same thing, I think this, this movie has the same problem as the force awakens as, as, as far as repeating the original story. I didn't think they needed to do that. I think they could play. I they could have just homaged it a little bit, but I think it's they hit it too much on the head by repeating that story and, and the same set and everything. Um, and even even the premise with the uh, the keymaster and the gatekeeper. And they become dogs. And it's like, well, we've seen that already. And, and it was done better with Dana and, uh, and, um, Telly. And, uh, yeah. I just don't, uh, I don't think they need to do that. So there, there's some things that I'm like, okay, we've seen this before. They, I think they could have done a lot more with it. I think this movie, as sincere and earnest as it may be, I think it could have been more, even even with 
even with the kids that are in it, I thought it kind of struggled to find, to develop the, the kid characters more. I felt that we were just getting a relationship thing with, okay, this guy, this kid likes this girl and it focuses on them too long. And I'm like, well, we're not here to watch a relationship movie necessarily, you know, between these two kids. Uh, primarily the movie's about the subtext. It's about a grand, you know, the grandkid, the granddaughter, uh, having a relationship with her estranged grandfather and the problems with between the mother the mother's issues with Egon and that whole dynamic of why did Egon never showed her that she was loved. She, she hates Egon. And, um, so there's kind of a, kind of a sad, uh, a sadness, a bitterness and anger there between fa in a family, you know, movie and here's the thing <laughs> and I think this might be why the reviews are going to be mixed um, is because although I, I understand what Jason's trying to do or the script writer, screenwriter's trying to do they're trying to give it a heart and with these characters and, and I get that but I think they went too far by making it a little too sad. Although I respect it, I like that they they're they're giving homage to Harold Ramis. I think that has its place. I just feel that that would have been better served with the original Ghostbusters in the movie more. I felt that at the end when they finally get to it, I felt like there's just too many things that were left unsaid from the original crew. I mean, this is Egon that was, that was, that, that died there. And, and Ray just finds out about it through a phone call. You know, I, now granted it was recent in this, in the movie, but I don't know. I, I felt there was more on the table that they needed to dissect, especially with the original three. Um, And there's just, uh, I felt like, did we need this relationship stuff with, and so much of it in this movie when it should have been more, I don't know, more comedy, more lightheartedness. Um, now granted, you're only going to get so good of a comedy from a Ghostbusters Jr. movie. Um, but it is possible if you look at movies like the Goonies, uh, you look at movies like, um, uh, the monster squad and how they succeeded in, at comedy. Um, even and and they did some dirty stuff a little bit in their movies, but it landed so much better. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, to me, those are the movies you want you wanted to emulate. And I, I just felt like this was so much serious drama when Ghostbusters was never about that. There's hints of some drama, just subtle, subtle, and it's not overbearing. And this felt very sad towards the end because of Egon, although heartwarming, I appreciate that. And that's the thing. I, I, I think it's, it, this is a tone issue with this film. It's like, you go to Ghostbusters because you want to see some fun action, you know, zapping ghosts and, and using some awesome technology. Um, there's a little bit of horror in there. Uh, I was watching someone do YouTube, um, uh, YouTube uh, kind of explanation of why Ghostbusters with horror works. Uh, if you lean on the horror more than the comedy, you know, or, you know, the main differences between Ghostbusters 1 and 2 is that Ghostbusters 2 isn't so much, doesn't so much lean on the horror. Although I will argue a little bit against that. There are some good horror aspects 
in the second one, like, and then when they're in the subway and there's, you see all the, the heads on the spears and all that. So there, it does have some edginess to it, but not as much as the first. Here I felt, again, because you have so much CG, you get away from the practical stuff. Um, the practical, whether it's ghosts, dead bodies, if you get it, when you get away from the practical, like makeup and, and, uh, um, models and stuff. And, uh, I don't, I don't know what the right word is. I, um, statue or, or, you know, say you make a zombie and, uh, animatronic zombie, you know, you make, it really, it's really exists in the, in the world that we, that you make it. If you make a CG zombie, it kind of takes you out a bit. It doesn't feel as real. Um, that's, that's kind of the case in this. It's like, I, I wish there was more practical things done in this, um, to get more to the horror aspect of it. Um, I thought there's some missed opportunities here. I'm entertained by this movie. I'm glad I saw it in the theater. I thought we were going to get a little bit more ghost busting in general. But I think because of that, it's a slow pace of the movie. Um, I, I think it pays a little bit too much attention to, again, this. there's like a romantic subplot. <laughs> in the movie between these two younger characters I just don't care about and they spent a little bit too much time on and when you could have gotten we could have gotten 10 minutes of the three Ghostbusters instead of five I mean why so little I, I just I think it's to the film's detriment that we only I'm thankful they're in it and it's even though it's it's tough seeing them, uh, you know, so old in 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 the costumes and in the uniform, you know, you know, especially Bill, Bill's age the most, and uh, and they just show up and they're there, you know. I thought the suspense could have been built up a little bit more to them approaching the scene, because they seem to come they come out of nowhere, <laughs> but I'm glad they're there. And the scenes they have, it's great. Um, and uh, golly, Sigourney Weaver makes an appearance <laughs> right after her name credit, and to one of, I think is one of the best scenes in the movie. It's at the end credit where Bill's getting electrocuted and trying to do the ESP on the cards. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I. You know, and here's the thing. They allude to, strongly allude, they, they play the Ghostbusters music at the very end, which I thought was strange. And they show the, the Ecto-1 returning to New York. Okay, so that tells me that they're going to do another Ghostbusters. And they better <laughs> with the original three. Now that's fine. You can have the grand the granddaughter in the next one. That's okay, but she should not be a main character. It should be the main three Ghostbusters, while we have everybody still able to do the characters. Um, and and we still have the remaining three alive. They should give us a proper Ghostbusters movie now. Now this this movie is. It's fan service. This movie's uh, a lot of fun, but I'm going to give this movie. I'm going to ask Goosebusters. Goose, Goose <laughs> this is terrible. How can I screw up the name Ghostbusters? Let me tell you something. Before I get to the review, I've been a fan of the Ghostbusters since I was a kid, since I was basically six years old or seven years old, whenever it came out. When it came out. And, uh, 84. Um, I, you know, I had, I watched the cartoon. I had the Ecto-1 car. I had some of the Ghostbusters action figures. 
man, I had a cardboard box on my back strapped and which I, I drew and decked out a proton pack. And for the, uh, uh, for the, uh, new, you know, the neutrino wand, uh, I, uh, I made, I basically, I had a, a wooden stick. It was like a dowel, one of those rounded dowel sticks or something. I, smooth like uh and i had stuck in i put a bike i had a bike uh rubber bike handle i put it on on that and that that was my that was my proton uh a neutrino wand and uh i would go around and pretend to bust ghosts and i I think we used to shoebox and i drew on that for the trap and that was just 100% pure imagination <laughs> going around thinking that with my buddy, uh, good buddy, John, who I've had on the podcast, uh, we went around and we pretended to, you know, bus ghosts, uh, you know, and go around the neighborhood. It was, it was great. <laughs> it was great. Cause that was before uh, they came out with the, you know, the proton pack that you could buy or they had it, but it wasn't until like later or, you know, good luck asking your parents to get you the proton pack toy that you could wear. Um, now these days you have, we got, you got the fans creating the proton packs and how badass that is. I mean, I'm tempted to go and make my proton pack, but the only problem is where do you store it? <laughs> um, but there's, there's so many fans so many passionate fans. Um, you know, I had the comics. Um, I loved it. I loved drawing the Ghostbusters and the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I mean, you check out one of my videos on Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Uh, I must, I'm over at Mustang 7 and gosh, I mean, I was all in. I was, I, I was a big Ghostbusters fan of the, of the real Ghostbusters cartoon, uh, I got I got the movies. I love watching the the movies every every usually watch it once a year uh, around ha- Halloween if I can. But man, I mean that's a whole nother podcast. So we'll get to the rating of this one. I'm gonna I went in thinking this is probably gonna be an eight out of ten movie. I'll be lucky if it's nine. Be really lucky if it's a nine movie. Nine or ten. I know it's it can't be a ten because the original three. It's not about the original three in this one. Um, I said I'll give it a nine if the Ghostbusters are in a good amount of this movie, and they're just kind of showing a lot of it. Uh, they're showing a lot of um, the surfacey stuff with the kids. Like the kids stuff only goes on for maybe half hour of the movie. But no, no, the kids, it's mostly Ghostbusters Jr. for most of this movie. So I have to knock it back to an eight, at least an eight. Now, I highly suspect this is a seven movie, seven out of ten movie. Um, I think because people are going to dissect this kind of like I have, but even more so. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's an eight out of 10 movie where I see myself rewatching it for the nostalgia factor. And I'll probably, probably be watching the, the ending of the movie and looking forward to that the most because again, you're getting the original three in the suits. You have Egon. In ghost form, although he's silent, <laughs> I get you got to give him credit. You know they did they they CG'd Harold Ramis, uh, so their heart's in the right place. Although I think some people are gonna, I, I think the fans are gonna be split on it because I think some people are gonna look at it that is that's cringy. It's a little cringy. You got you got the uncanny valley, and. Uh, Although I, I, I could see Harold Ramis signing off on it. I could for the love of the, of the fans, you know, 
So it kind of needed to be done. I, I get it. But at the end of the day, it's CG Harold Ramis. That's a tough one. I will give him credit. They got the facial expression down pretty well. It, it was kind of neat, but he was silent. He couldn't talk. Um, it, it's like you almost wish that they talked to Harold Ramis and like, hey, we're going to make this Ghostbusters Afterlife. Let's shoot. Can we shoot your scenes? And it, it, like if they had thought it out, you know, like you're going to you're going to die in this and uh, <laughs> let's shoot your scenes before you go. <laughs> oh, gosh, how terrible is that? But no, I mean, it's it's um, it's sad. It's sad. Uh, so it does work on that level uh, because He's there and he's he's hugging his daughter who he had had this bad relationship with because he never uh, let her in to his thoughts and he was cold and everything. And uh, so that's that's what the story is, is Egon's relationship with his daughter and his estranged granddaughter. And uh, which is kind of it's a downer. It's a bit of a downer. And again, maybe this is a necessary movie before they do the next one, like a real Ghostbusters movie, pardon the pun. Um, But again, Ghostbusters was a comedy. The second one was a comedy. A little bit of drama with Oscar um, getting kidnapped, but that's about it. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we need a comedy Ghostbusters right now. We don't need a downtrodden thing. Um, especially right now, (laughs) the year where James Bond dies, you know, (laughs) 2021, (laughs) we need an up, upper movie, not a downer. But on that same token, I get it. I get where Jason is going. I understand that. Um, but you can't do that without... Um, okay. You can't allude to the ghost, the Ecto-1 returning to New York without following up with the sequel. They said, we're doing the original three Ghostbusters. Damn it. And that's all there is to it. I mean, I'm talking about within the next year or two. Let's do like a for real three original three Ghostbusters movie and um i think the whole thing felt kind of small scale um a little bit towards the end because they redid the gozer tower um a bit but it was done in like a cave so i think the sense of scale was a little bit smaller than being it being on top of a skyscraper so Again, I'm probably being nice, giving it an 8 out of 10. I think because it's, it's a bias. It's pulling on my heartstrings with Harold Ramis. And you got the three. And they are in the movie. And they are the real characters. And they're playing them straight, which is great. Um, but, man, they only had so many lines. And, and Ernie Hudson, I feel bad for Ernie Hudson because you could tell he really wanted this he really wanted to be there and really um, – and just ha- have more. We needed more. And it's like, man, if he only had more lines – I mean this is the kind of a shoot that they could they could have done their scenes in maybe two days. I mean, man, we waited this long for just to have them in a five-minute scene? You know, and it's great. I loved watching them cross the streams in it, too. That was cool. But it just feels so, I don't know. It's like, again, you want them in the whole movie. Peppered throughout the whole movie, at least. So when you do have the final scene, it feels a little bit more like they were part of it more. Um here they just feel like a cameo in a way. And it's like, dang it, man. The Ghostbusters are second fiddle 
in a movie with Ghostbusters in the title. I So I feel like they could have edited a lot of this movie um, and not made so much drama. Or they could have just made a different movie and made, th- made this movie about, oh, this is a granddaughter and his grandfather and her mother and that relationship. Like that whole thing probably could have been a different movie. And he... Jason could have gotten it out of his system. Either that or you make this, that whole plot a lot, a lot less of it. It could still be in the movie, but not so much of it. You know, make it more about towards the more of the three Ghostbusters. Um, or you just have a lot more lighthearted comedic parts like in Goonies, um, or Monster Squad and make that a lot more fun. The problem is you don't have a Shane Black writing the script, uh, which I think that would have helped. Um, or Fred Decker um, assisting with the director, um, director of Monster Squad, or Joe Dante. Jason Reitman's no Joe Dante. Um, and that's, and those are, you know, Fred Decker and their horror directors are with mainstream sensibilities. Um, and that's what is, is missing. This Jason Reitman is more of a, a drama, an indie character director. And that's not necessarily Ghostbusters, you know. Ghostbusters is a horror comedy, whereas Jason is more of a drama uh, character kind of uh, driven, uh, I guess, I don't know. I haven't seen any of his other work. I haven't seen Juno, but if I had to guess, it's probably more like that's more of a, a Juno vibe that we got here and uh, with these characters in it. It's like, to me, it's like, what are you doing? Like, that's a different movie. That's not Ghostbusters. So, yeah, I was, I kind of confirmed my original opinion about, about it as far as tone. So I, I think a lot of people are going to give this a seven out of 10. And I, I'm going to tell them that they're probably right. And the only reason I give it an 8 out of 10 is because I'm biased. <laughs> you know, really, maybe I should give it more of a 7.5. But, you know, I want this movie to do well because I want to see a, an actual Ghostbusters, like with the original three. I want to see more of a Ghostbusters movie in the next one. Not to say that this doesn't have a Ghostbusters feel in it. And, and it's only because it, tells you the strength of, of, of the design and the, the concept of the original. Like the Stay Puff, there's the Stay Puff Marshmallow uh, kids in this one, the little marshmallow people. That was great. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, uh I think those those worked, even though I kind of got sick of them in the advertising a little bit. I thought the little marshmallow people was great because it kind of reminded you, like, yeah, this is a comedy. Remember, Ghostbusters is supposed to be kind of funny, <laughs> and and it kind of worked. You know, I mean, they're they're shameless. Uh, they're going to be made into little toys, but again, it's like it's getting you away from the heaviness of. Um, Egon, you know, was a cold father and we never got along and he never let me in. And it's like, it's just too heavy. And, uh, I think that's, that's going to be the main problem with this movie. It's like, it's a little depressing. Um, the Ecto one in this movie, I love seeing the Ecto one. I would have loved to have Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray and, uh, Winston or uh, Ernie Hudson in it 
driving it for a scene, just a scene, uh, even with the kids in it, um, them going over, oh, this is what you do with this. And, oh, I saw that you used the pop out, the pop out seat. Oh, I've been working on that. I remember that. Or Egon was telling me about that. Or that's a neat uh, addition Egon made to it. You seem like that. Um, I I wish they were more of an integral part of the movie. Like even 20 minutes of them meeting the kids and going over everything would have been great. Um just having them more of them in it and it really bums me that they're not so yeah people wouldn't be wrong to give this a seven out of ten um where it's it's a flawed movie but there's still some good things in it um a sick people giving it a six out of ten yeah, well, I, I see, see to me, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a movie. It's very much a movie. And there's some good feels in it. And I appreciate the sincere passion. But I think uh, they got away from the, the comedy formula. A little bit of the horror formula a little bit. Although there are some attempts at horror in it. I think it needed a little bit more horror and a lot more comedy, a whole hell of a lot more comedy. And if they're going to do the kids thing, they should look at, let's look at the Goonies. Let's look at successful movies with, with kids in it that are funny or were maybe were funny at the time. Um, because again, it's just, it's just the bad time to have, heavy drama or this is the bad this is a bad time in our history to have movies where bond dies um this is just it's bad timing so we need you know we were watching you know the movie and there's a trailer for spider-man no way home and i'm like man we need we need a good a good movie where where the hero wins this year um and i hope spider-man will be it uh because I'm not so sure about Eternals. I haven't seen Eternals yet. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's got a good spin. I hope they win in that movie. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like Trump or anything about winning. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think more like Charlie Sheen uh, as far as the winning goes. Uh, we, we need some winning this year. And uh, as a culture, we do. And um, gosh, I am sounding a little bit like Trump. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. Uh, but yeah. Um, we need to be a little bit more empowered this year, uh, as far as our culture, our pop culture goes. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, it was cool. I loved watching, um, gosh, I loved watching the three up there again on the IMAX, IMAX screen. I thought that it was my duty as a fan to go see this film, even though I was a little disappointed in, in, uh, some of the, and, in the length that they're, they're in it and uh, some of the story possibilities. They, I thought that there is a potential there for a little bit more, more interesting characters development. Uh, you know, if you're going to have the, with the kids um, that there should have been more, more there, uh, especially with, with the, the podcast kid and, uh, a little less romantic drama would have been good. Um, and a whole hell of a lot, hell of a hell of a lot more Ghostbusters. Um, let's get back to the original three. Let's stop messing around here and let's get to it. Let, okay. Let, let, let's get to the monkey. As they say, uh, <laughs> as the band tripod so, so famously said, uh, let's get to the fucking monkey. Okay. And, uh, the next one, let's get to the Ghostbusters. Okay. And uh, with that, I'll leave you. That's my review. Uh, totally biased, 8 out of 10. Um, a more realistic one would be 7.5. Um, so, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think it should be lower than six. I think some people are going to walk walk away saying this is a bad movie. But I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't. I don't think it's a bad movie. It's it's a movie. It's a movie that there's some good attempts. It's sincere. It's earnest. And the Ghostbusters are in it at the end for five minutes. And there's a little bit of Ghostbuster action. And it's good to hear that sound effect again of the proton pack and the proton beams. beams, And the trap opening up, I just kind of wish it was done better and <laughs> with the pros using using the talent and, and the quips. And uh, dang it, I, I was expecting Paul Rudd to gear up in this, honestly, at the end. Like, just having the... Let's just make let's just have the real Ghostbusters. Maybe we'll just make the real Ghostbusters, you know, get actors to look like the cartoon characters that are emulating the originals. And you might have something there. I mean, maybe maybe I'll have to do that. Maybe I'll take it upon myself to to, that'll be my pitch. I'll get a screenplay together. (laughs) I'll do that. All right, guys, I'm going to I'm going to call the night and review Ghostbusters Afterlife. Thanks for listening. It was a little, one of my longest reviews, and uh, but I, I feel like I owed it to the channel and to give you guys this review, and I wanted to put it out there because everyone's putting out their reviews. So I might put out a a quick uh, video review of this on my YouTube channel. So check out, subscribe to Mustang Seven. You can check it out on my banner, on uh, my flag banner on on at the main website hub there for this podcast. Uh, so yeah, check it out and I'll probably put that up. I'll, I'll see if I can record that, put that up soon. And, uh, thanks for listening.